Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. With you today, we have our full team here at Missouri Training Institute. Good morning, Dewey. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? It's a good day. It is a good day. The sun's a shining. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We've had beautiful weather. I am ready for that little brisk air that we get first thing in the morning (laughs) when you open up the door, some bonfires and s'mores and pumpkin spice, everything. So I was just going to say, I know you're ready for your pumpkin spice latte. I I hope we have about three or four more weeks of summer. (laughs) Oh, at least. (laughs) At least. I just set up my golf lessons. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, I, I am a fall lover. Yes. And Dewey, I know you like summer. Ray likes summer too. Um, and so it's, it's a good time. We're all a little different here on this team, but let's talk about what we're here to talk about today. Um, you know, and I want you guys to think back, think back throughout your careers. And have you ever had a leader who was completely invested in your professional growth? Yes. What was that experience Um. like? Well, it was great. You know, um, you know, it was the former director of the Missouri Training Institute, Alan St. John. And um, it's nice. It's nice when, you know, you have a leader who takes you under their wing, uh, who mentors you, who challenges you, who coaches you um, and all kinds of things. You know, it's um, yeah, it, it was it was fabulous experience. It made me want to do more, made me want to do better, made me want to uh, be more motivated, made me want to achieve even higher and higher levels than I ever thought I could. Yeah, I would I would probably ditto that. He was definitely one person that came to mind. He came a little bit later in my career. So there were snippets of all of those things that Dewey had just mentioned. Um, He did make you want to be better, Um, but he had a very personable approach. He never felt threatening, you know, or demanding, but he also made you want to be the best version of yourself. And I think that's, that's what great coaches do. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I want to just say that there must be a, a gigantic ripple effect then because you all now are incredible coaches. And I will say that firsthand. I've been so incredibly grateful for the opportunity to learn under both of you and to be inspired each and every day uh, by what you do. And so know that I'm like Ray, I, you know, I've had a I've been fortunate to have a couple uh, before I joined MTI as well. And you're right, Dewey, exactly what you said in that they make you just want to be better come to work every day to love, you know, love even more, keep growing, keep learning. We have that ability to draw it out in you. you exactly. know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. This idea of coaches. So, you know, as you listeners out there are thinking about it, consider asking yourself the same question, you know, have you ever had that person? And if you haven't had that person, could you be that person for somebody else? you know, to be completely invested in someone else's growth. So I want to talk a little bit about what coaching is, Um, you know, and Ray, you have just gone through certification. I think you're, Mm -hmm. you're finishing up that certification at this point on executive professional coaching. And um, I'll let you take the lead on this. I mean, when you think about coaching, what is it? 
Well, I think we need to understand a little bit of the difference of what coaching or the the type of coaching I might be presenting um, or talking about is different from what we just experienced in some ways um, with our stories from Dewey and I, because executive coaching has a, a different spin. Um, and the biggest spin is that coach is not tied to the client's outcome. Hmm. Meaning, you know, if the client comes to session that day and, you know, wants to examine dyeing their hair purple, like that is not up for me as the coach to persuade in any way. Um, So I think that neutrality is different in executive coaching than it is in, let's say, what Dewey and I were talking about with our former director. So a a little bit differently defined, depending on if you're coming at it from a manager's Mm. leader's perspective and managing and leading others, or if you're in it for a like a one on one experience with an executive coach. Great point. Great point. So then I'm going to I'm going to just toss it over to Dewey then and ask him kind of define that that style of coaching and what we were just talking about. I think that style is nothing more than good leadership. Uh, <laughs> that is true. You know, I, when I think about it, you know, we often hear a lot of myths about coaching. I don't have time to coach my employees. And, you know, usually our response is you don't you can't afford not to take the time to coach your employees. Mm-hmm. That's your job as the leader is to get the work done through other people. But as Ray said, you know, as in that capacity, I as the the leader or and the coach, I have a stake in the outcome because that affects my team, right? That affects what we're trying to achieve. Right. Um, so, and and what Ray's talking about is you know a, a more neutral uh, somebody reaching out to a, a coach who can help them facilitate mm-hmm. you know their own growth, you know, and they don't have any stake in the outcomes because they're not a, they're not part of the team, they're not part of the organization. Right. Right. I don't have an agenda right. um, when I coach clients as a, as a professional coach. Yes, correct. When I think of executive coaching and again, being, you know, kind of neutral, non-gentle, objective, no agenda coaching in that situation then is not really mentoring either because I'm not there to give you advice. I'm not there to, you know, tell you the ways you should do it or share my experience necessarily, right? That's that's not part of an executive coaching experience. Um, whereas I think in our previous, you know, um, definition, it can be, right? Mm. That it can be, you know. Now, do I share observations about what the client might be telling me that I'm seeing that they're not? Yes, but that's not telling them what they should do based on what I'm seeing. So a, a little bit of a difference there. Yeah, I, I completely agree, Ray. Um, as a professional coach, um, again, you you don't have that agenda. <laughs> There's It's the client's agenda, not your agenda. Um, but as a leader, if I'm coaching employees, I think, um, you know, I think about Alan there. He, he played a mentor role for me uh, oftentimes, you know, so where that would be a part of that type of coaching mentoring relationship with an employee, you're not going to have that with a professional coach, like what Ray's talking about. Yeah. I think the one thing we can probably agree on is the idea of raising somebody's awareness around Mm -hmm. their greatness. That is similar. 
that yeah. part is similar. And, and that's one of the reasons I love coaching in, in both environments, right? Is a lot of times, you know, just being able to tap into somebody's potential that they may or may not even see, or, you know, in executive coaching, really helping them overcome whatever blocks they might be having, you know, that they could see it, um, but something's holding them back. And I think executive coaching really helps mark through that process of getting over that in order to reach that potential. Yeah. You know, when I, when I think about uh, the type of coaching I do with employees, you know, I'm always thinking about, you know, the goals of the, of the team and the organization and how people kind of contribute to those and, um, you know, making sure that I'm offering the positive recognition when I see that and, and offering maybe some uh, conversations about how, how people might be able to improve in certain areas and that kind of thing. Um, but Ray, why don't you tell me from an executive coaching perspective, you know, what, what are some reasons why people would seek out a professional coach? Well, you know, for one that I just mentioned, you know, they just might feel stuck. You know, maybe they feel like their career is stalled or their life. I get um, uh, about 50% of my clients right now are in kind of this life you know, change, like, what do I do? And I think that is a direct result of where we've been over the last couple of years. You know, everybody's kind of re-examining how we do this thing, you know, this work thing, this life thing. Um, how do we do it differently? So I have about 50% of my clients right now that are in kind of this life purpose pursuit. And so you may or may not get that from your boss, you know, um, yeah. and unlike a friend, you know, I think friends are tied to outcomes, mm. um, you know, whereas an executive coach might not be. So a lot of times, you know, they might come because they just feel stuck, you know, or they they need help thinking through a process um, that they might have. And there's there's coaches, executive coaches for all areas of uh, a person's life. And I'll, I'll say this, though, with the type of training and the organization that I went through to get my certification, the skills and methods that were taught across all of those niches. So when you say executive coach, you could also say relationship coach, life coach, transition coach, you know, because all of all of the theories and all of the practices across all of those lines. So feeling stuck. Um, organizations uh, might hire coaches. I've been hired through organizations where let's say, you know, the organization is tied to an outcome. Definitely. But, you know, whether this is to get those people that are in the pipeline for bigger positions within the organization and they just want to kind of like grow their potential and their talent and that employee's awareness. So they're in what my world I call like sponsoring their employee who then becomes my client. And again, I'm not I know what the organization wants, but. I, I'm going to find out how the client's going to tap into that. And my confidentiality, of course, is with the client and the sponsor knows that. So, you know, every everything's uh, above board, but maybe an organization hires, um, you know, and it could be, you know, I've been hired because an employee has been struggling and whether that employee works, reaches out to me um, and needs somebody outside the organization to kind of help work through that or the organization. And of course, there's a whole system of steps that we go through to make sure everybody knows what's going on here. And this isn't seen as punitive because that's never a fun, fun situation to walk into, to feel like you're here, first of all, because you're in trouble. And then to realize, you know, as the coach that you're here because 
because that person feels like they're in trouble, you know, and so I never like to start off that way. But again, this is people have a lot of reasons why they might want to hire a coach. Um, but I, I do want to say this and just this last point of what coaching the type that I'm talking about is not is it's not therapy. I want to be real clear about that. Now, that doesn't mean that they won't break down. You know, they won't. I, I've had that. I've had the tears, but it's usually due to some great aha in the moment mm-hmm. where therapy is typically focused on the past and the why something happened. Mm-hmm. We might take a look at that, but then we're about what do we do now? We're always when in my type of coaching that I'm talking about, it's always that future focus, right? Knowing what we know, raising your awareness, raising your consciousness around whatever's going on, regardless of where you've been, but where you are now and how are we going to take it to where you say you want to go? And that's my job. Tell me a little bit, you know, our 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 process then you've gone through through this certification, um, really designing this way of how MTI is going to support clients to jump on board with professional or executive coaching. So talk a little bit about um, our philosophy on that. Uh, I think you have already, but um, any more points on that and then what that process would look like? Well, I mean, easily when I, you know, to encapsulate kind of my coaching philosophy, you know, it when I uh, work with clients, really trying to find out what their inner purpose is, what their inner passion is, and then connect that with their outer goals. Like what are they trying to achieve based on that inner purpose and passion? Because I think if it's a, a need to situation, it's not sustainable. And so I think that's probably my first, you know, if we talk about a coaching session is really figuring out what that inner purpose and passion is and how it relates to these outer goals um, and strategies, because long-term sustainable results is a true outcome of executive or professional coaching. Mm. You know, changing in the moment, that that's easy. Sometimes it's the sustainable change. Mm. And so I look to really tap into that motivation that we've mm-hmm. been talking about, you know, to bring about that sustainable change. So if you're just talking about like in a client session, you know, that's kind of it. Why do you want something, right? And sometimes you find out they don't. Um, want it. So, um, you know, maybe it was something that somebody else wanted for them and that's Mm -hmm. why they're stuck. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of their big aha moment. Um, Or they really do then by asking a lot of open-ended questions, which is kind of that empowering part, they do truly discover why they want what they want. So again, it's connecting those outer goals to that inner purpose and passion just by asking a lot of questions, a lot of good, empowering questions. And then, of course, we have all kinds of exercises and activities. Some might, you know, we might do uh, between sessions, some we might do actually in the session. So I have, you know, just a, a whole repertoire of exercises and activities that we can do to bring about some of this thinking and and maybe address some of these inner blocks um, that might be preventing people from, you know, reaching their greatness. So that's kind of in the, in the coaching process itself. I want to touch on something you had mentioned about the, the power in questions and Dewey, I remember it was probably, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago, we were talking after a meeting 
And I had mentioned to you, I was like, Ray is really, she's asking a lot of really good questions. And you had said to me too, you're like, yeah, she's asking a lot, a lot of really good questions. And I think, you know, part of that was asking, pausing on relaying information and using more questionings, things that she's learned through your, your certification. And so I think we both noticed that, that you, that you. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, even when, when Ray started this process and I got to give it up to Ray for uh, the amount of dedication and work that she's gone through to receive the certification, because mm-hmm. it has been a lot. Thank um, you. And she has done such a wonderful job with that. But you can tell how it has really changed <laughs> yeah. even our relationship, you know, because when Ray and I are working together and we're bouncing ideas off of each other, I noticed that um, she is asking a heck of a lot more questions than she used to, you know, and and she's really influencing, I think, you know, that that's the cool thing about asking really good, smart questions is, is that it brings it from within, right? It, she's, she asked me questions that I'm like, oh, I never thought about that before. Um, so, wow, you know, what that aha moment that she's mm-hmm. kind of talking about, right? So, um, yeah, I, I just applaud her for that because it, it just makes, it just makes all of us better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I look for that, you know, mm-hmm. first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you um, for recognizing that because it, it was like getting a master's degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so immersive for the last 10 months. Absolutely. And, um, so I really appreciate, first of all, you allowing me to do it. And especially at my age and, uh, you know, just, yeah, thanks a bunch. But it is, it's, it's intense and, and questions, you know, I look for that um, with clients, you know, I, I don't work to get into their stories. You know, I call it like getting in the box. I don't want to get in the box with you. You know, you're already there. There's no more room for me. And I want to stay talking and asking questions about the motivation behind that, not necessarily, oh, then what did your sister do next? You know, like that's not going to be a question I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be more about, well, what were you thinking or who were you when your boss was saying that to you? You know, how are you showing up? You know, those types of things to really be examining like what's going on right now. Um, and so we can get moving beyond that or more into that if that's what that's what you so desire. Um, again, that it's your agenda. I think that's interesting um, that you talk about that as your agenda. Um, and I bet that's probably where you have to start, right? F- helping them understand what is their agenda? What is their destination um, with this? As you said, always looking forward and moving forward. So what does that look like? And then how you get there? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I bet is a lot what you focus on. We do. And, and, you know, we not just in general, when I do like an initial consultation and we just kind of figure out is, is coaching right for you? You know, Mm -hmm. like, is this the right season in your life? Is this, you know, is my philosophy, you know, your philosophy, is that something you can buy into? And are you really committed to the process? Because it's not just a, oh, see me once and then we're done. Like I, I do ask for a commitment of time because I think it, it takes a little bit of time to build and then break through and then do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it does require that. But a lot of times they'll have a bigger goal, like, you know, working with a client that's looking towards retirement. And so, you know, there's a big picture goal mm-hmm. um, that initiated the initial coaching uh, relationship. But then every time we meet, 
we set a goal. We set a goal for that session. Mm. Um, and so that we have something to continue to work toward during that session so that my client can see that there is progress. Um, and sometimes what is decided is we need to address this again a couple of times. That's not the majority though, interestingly enough. Mm. When, when people set a goal for themselves, even within a 45 to 60 minute time frame, they're really focused on getting there. Mm-hmm. And so we, we gear our energies towards that. And so what I'm hearing, I'm just going to kind of recap as we think about this process for potential clients. The idea is number one, first, you got to say, hey, I'm interested. And then from there, do that initial consultation. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just a commitment of time, but there is a commitment of, of uh, you know, financial resources. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they've got to think about that um, as well. Right. Right. So then going through that process, then you obviously I'm sure there's that agreement, right? As you mentioned, Mm -hmm. the financial contributions, the time commitments as well Mm -hmm. Um, through that, then you start the first session. It sounds like. Is that okay? Yeah. 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 So it's really it's it's not that hard. Yeah. No, (laughs) the hardest part is really the hardest part is saying, I'm going to give this a try. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's probably the hardest thing. And the fact that somebody shows up the first session says a lot about them and you know i i recognize that definitely recognize that yeah it definitely you know i think as i was listening through this obviously and and having done a couple coaching sessions myself with uh, emotional intelligence uh clients i i I can tell you it it seems like it does get very personal you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's something (laughs) that is a hoop that people have to be able to kind of say, am I vulnerable enough to put myself into that space where I have to share, you know, I have to share some of those things uh, so that we can get through it or work through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I bet, I bet you spend a lot of time though, Ray, kind of outline the expectations um, of the client as well as their expectations of you as a coach. Um, uh, you know, the idea of confidentiality comes mm-hmm. to mind as being very important just, just to address what Brianna is kind of talking about here. Cause I bet you um, are learning and um, you know, looking at some things that are probably pretty personal for some folks. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'll Absolutely. say this. I I always do better talking to a complete stranger about those kinds of yeah. things with me. <laughs> right. 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 And anybody I know, you know. So yeah. you know, it's when you start working with people within the same organization. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and but again, my professional credentials are tied to my confidentiality agreement. Yeah. So yeah. I would I am never gonna jeopardize my livelihood. I mean, honestly, you guys can see my face. Like that's just not something I'm gonna I'm not yeah. gonna breach. Absolutely. Yeah. So is there things that you have to do, Ray, in order to kind of put people at ease in that first coaching session, you know, to where they feel more comfortable to be sharing and to open up like that? Well, again, you talked about setting expectations. I always, always remind people every session, you know, that this is confidential, just, to, you know, and then if mm-hmm. we need to do any, I, you know, centering and just kind of like getting in the right space. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that really works is just letting them know that I will hold that space. Mm. So if they do need time to think about it, weigh their responses or even become emotional, you know, whether that's through tears or anger or whatever that is, that that space will be held. 
Mm-hmm. And because I don't have any agenda, there's no judgment. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There's no judgment. It definitely it takes uh, a very, very, very special person, I think, to to do this job day in and day out when it comes to coaching, because it I'll just say the sessions I've done, uh, it's, it's, it can be tiring too. So I yeah. want to just give a major kudos to, um, to you, Ray, again, for, oh, for this opportunity and what you're offering our, our clients. So I appreciate that. With that, I want to say we're getting close on time. So yeah. tell me more information on, on this is on our, our website. Is that mm-hmm. right, Ray? Yep. And, you know, and that's that's probably the easiest way to find out just general. I think there's a tab on there about executive coaching, uh, professional coaching. Know that it crosses all niches, regardless of what, you know, your agenda um, needs to be or where you feel like you're starting. And so you can find out about that. You can uh, email me directly. Absolutely. And of course, my contact information is on our website. We can connect. And uh, right now I'm doing everything either by phone or I've got some uh, clients that are not within the United States and we do uh, through an app system and or telephone. So there's lots of ways for us mm-hmm. to connect um, that doesn't have to be, you know, at a meeting space um, in person. And so the, the most important thing is just to connect and see if this is something that's right for you. Absolutely. Well, Ray, thank you so much. Dewey, thank you for general coaching in the workplace as well. Uh, yes. You're an incredible coach uh, in the workplace, and I'm grateful for both of you. Well, thank you. Thank and you, I concur you. with Brianna. You're a great model, Dewey, for uh, all of us. Well, thank you all. I work with the best team, don't I? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I count my blessings every day. But you every know, it day. takes all of us. It absolutely does. You know, absolutely. it absolutely takes us all. Well, uh, we thank our listeners out there. We appreciate you listening to this episode. As Ray mentioned, do you have any more questions? Email us, mti at missouri.edu. And until next time, go be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Peace.